Hello, sailor. This is the Trident Deck Podcast, a podcast by Trident Deck, a Mariner's fan blog that you can find at tridentdeck.com. Well, would you look at the time? It's Mariner's baseball season. Oh, no. right folks it is time again spring is in the air well not here i'm sitting in my 40 degree garage right now recording this and uh not feeling very springy if i'm being honest with you but alas april is right around the corner as is opening day fitting For the Mariners to play their first game on April Fool's Day. And what a bunch of fools we are, folks. Ready again to subject ourselves to Mariners baseball for another 162. And definitely not anymore. Happy to be back here with you on episode 2 of the Trident Deck podcast. Uh, Took a little longer than I'd like to get here, but life happens. And uh, here we are. We're back. And next up, real baseball, as they say, at least for major league teams, except for the Rockies. They're doing something different, I hear, this year. Excited to finally watch some real games. Uh, I have to admit, I watched pretty much uh, zero of spring training, besides the occasional Taylor Trammell home run highlight, which is fun. Other than that, did not really take a peek too much. I'm going to mostly take your guys' word for it on what's going on with the team. While I have no expectations whatsoever for this team to be successful by normal metrics, I do think they run the risk of being very interesting. I am looking forward to seeing how these storylines play out. Some familiar faces. James Paxton is back. Yes, yes indeed, folks. The large leaf himself. James Paxton, our favorite Canadian, is back again to throw baseballs for your Seattle Mariners. I hear he has his own cheering section. I hear they do great work. We're excited about that. Kyle Seeger, still a Mariner, still not overpaid. But, uh, you know, maybe this is the last year we have him. Hopefully not. That would stink, but odds are that is the case. Let's enjoy Kyle Seeger one more time. The other Kyle is hurt again. No, really. Uh, it sucks for Kyle Lewis. I really hope we see him back soon. Any knee stuff with him is obviously terrifying. So hopefully he gets healthy very soon and uh, is back in action. And, of course, we are hoping for first half of 2020 Kyle Lewis. That's Rookie of the Year Kyle Lewis. Mitch Haniger is also returning, most of him anyway. We're excited to watch old Mitchell, see what he can do here. Still under club control. I think he's got about 3,000 years of club control left with the team. So really huge win there for DePoto and co. Uh, Never going to have to offer that guy a contract. Great work, team. Some fun faces I'm looking forward to seeing. Ty France. Dude just rakes, man. I love it. Dylan Moore. Is he a dude? I think he's a dude. J.P. Crawford, can he hit a little bit? That would be cool. Everything else, 
that he brings to the table, I mean, that would just be gravy. Other than that, who's going to play left field until Jared Kelnick gets here? Probably lots of Jose Marmalejos. Probably Jake Fraley. I th- I think uh, maybe another solid 100 at-bats of Jake Fraley before we decide to set sail to that ship. We'll see. Mommy Turfy. Tom Murphy is back. We love it. He's going to thwack some dongers for sure. A rotation that could be quite interesting. Marco up front. You got Paxton. Just a glut of lefties here. Chris Flexen, who I've been told is a real person repeatedly, is going to break up a couple of those lefties. Sheffield Kikuchi. Let's see, I can count. Justin Dunn is going to finish off the six-man rotation. Uh, We'll see how long that experiment goes. Looking forward to watching these guys go out, and uh, we just hope they try their best and have fun. Let's see. A couple notes here. want to touch on the Mariners spring training uniforms real quick. I just need to say this. You don't need to hear it, but I need to say it. Not a fan of the powder blue spring training uniforms. A little too Tampa Bay-y for me. Tampa Bay Razy, that is. Uh, and also the spring training hat logo with the ah, just uncomfortably small M and the compass. I don't know. It's like, it's like one of those photoshops where they shrink a person's face down to a much smaller surface area on their head. And it just looks really unnatural. Fantasy baseball. Let's talk about that for a second. I realize by the time you're listening to this, the season will be about to start. But Brian and I wanted to set up a league, or two leagues rather. Uh, We thought it would be a fun opportunity to enhance our community building efforts uh, in the Mariners fandom. You know, uh, why not just get a late start on this thing? We definitely need more people to jump in if we're going to make these leagues work. Uh, So please jump in. Uh, We can get a late start on it, maybe miss a week or whatever. But, you know, again, this is not super serious. I don't think anyone's going to be offended about the loss of integrity uh, of the game here or anything like that. So please go check out on the site the uh, post by Brian, uh, Intentional Acts of Tridentness. He has a lot of good thoughts in there and also all of the details that you need to know uh, for how to sign up for these leagues. And if you haven't read that yet, uh, the short version is that one of these leagues is a traditional style fantasy baseball league, but will probably be pretty easygoing points league. And the other one is going to be a bizarro league where basically scoring is flipped on its head in true trident deck fashion. It has to be something dumb. I, I can't, can't live without that. Uh, so essentially in that league, you are going to be targeting players who are the worst players you can possibly find who will get regular enough playing time to score you points. I'm putting that in air quotes as essentially, uh, you're getting points for negative on-field outcomes. So, uh, your batters are getting points for striking out your Pitchers are getting points for giving up hits and runs. Uh, They are getting negative points for striking batters out. Batters are getting negative points for hitting home runs, things of that nature. Uh, You don't want good baseball players. You just want bad ones who play a lot. So I'm going to say my sleeper pick for this year is probably Chris Owings, someone to keep an eye on for sure. Please, 
please head to that article, check it out, and then sign up. Uh, you can email me, shanehall at tridentdeck.com. Email me there. And uh, again, Brian's got all the info on that article. So tell me, uh, after you take a look at that, tell me uh, what leagues you want, you want to sign up for. You can do both or one, whichever. And uh, all the other details that we need to have for you to sign up, uh, they're just going to be through Yahoo. Uh, super easy going. Definitely nothing to get worked up over. Uh, just going to be a, a good time, hopefully. So let's do that. Uh, I'll try to start promoting that heavy again on the old internet. And uh, let's see if we can get enough people signed up and and have some fun with that this year. All right, so real quick. Okay, I don't know if this will actually be quick, but I do want to talk about Jared Kelnick and service time. I think most of us have already processed this at this point uh, by the time this podcast will be out. But just a couple thoughts on this again uh, after seeing some stuff in the last uh, week or so after uh, the news came out that Jared Kelnick indeed would be going to minor league camp and not on the opening day roster thus the talk of service time manipulation began as many of us anticipate the Mariners to keep him down for that requisite few weeks uh, just to gain that extra year on the back end while uh, they can spin it how they want and we I suppose can never know for sure what the real reason is that Jared Kelnick is being sent to minor league camp. It is definitely highly within the realm of possibility that it is exactly what most of us think. And, uh, oh yeah, uh, almost forgot, there was that whole thing back in February where the team president talks to a bunch of business people, the Bellevue Rotary Club, and uh, he was like basically saying while twirling his mustache, yes, we are going to manipulate Jared Kelnick's service time. That's not a direct quote. It's been a while since I watched the garbage, but you catch my drift. Yeah, uh, he pretty much said it. He first said that they tried to extend him with a lowball contract extension, which, keep in mind, if he had chosen to sign that lowball contract extension, he would have immediately been magically ready for the major leagues. Uh, that's what happened with dear friend Evan White, who I think even the staunchest Evan White supporter can admit was maybe not quite ready, at least the bat for sure. Uh, the glove, which is 85 grade in my book, definitely ready. Anyway, back to Jared Kelnick. So anyway, we have that whole deal from back in February. Obviously, lots of other things happened uh, or were said by Kevin Mather during that call that, yeah, they were worse. Definitely some things that were, you know, ranging from mildly offensive to uh, outright garbage that came out of his mouth. And he was thankfully removed, although maybe it should have been done with a little more force, a little more emphatically. Regardless, the stuff that he said about Kelnick did also uh, raise an alarm and basically set the league up to fail, hopefully, in future CBA negotiations with the Players Union because we have on tape a Major League Baseball team president essentially admitting to the fact that they use this philosophy of service time manipulation, one of those things that everybody obviously knows exists but uh, is always done with a wink-wink. So, so knowing all that and then going into this past week when Jared Kelnick gets sent down, it was really weird for me to then see a response from a fair amount of people, which basically amounted to 
The Mariners aren't the only ones who do this. Every team does it. To which I thought, well, yeah, that doesn't make it okay. A lot of people doing a bad thing doesn't make the bad thing stop being bad. Uh, that doesn't work in any other facet of life either. And this uh, this deflection, I just I don't understand. Is it's okay to call out the team you root for for the crappy stuff they do? In fact, I darn near say it's an obligation. You don't have to. I suppose obligation might be a bit strong of a word, but I think it's definitely welcome. If you follow the site or follow me on Twitter, you know I uh, am not shy at all about calling out the team or making fun of the team. I think we've earned that right as Mariners fans. And additionally, I don't, I don't see a need to defend their honor, especially in this regard, from other fans, national writers, whoever. I, I mean, look, after the clown show in February, the Mariners have absolutely earned all the dunking that comes their way. All of it. Just got to shrug it off. I, I mean, we do. I hope they don't shrug it off. I. It would be great if they would take it to heart and make some kind of change. They won't. But, you know, for us as fans, we just got to say, yeah, just kind of got to wear that one. You got to eat it. So when when people come after the Mariners for manipulating Jared Kelnick's service time, like, yeah, uh, what are you going to say? It sucks. It's bad, and they shouldn't do it. I mean, we don't need to deflect. The Mariners don't need you to defend them, the organization. Root for these players who are super fun. Cheer for them. Defend them. The organization, the capital M Mariners baseball organization, does not need you to play defense for them. They're making lots of money. They're probably going to get away with this stuff like this anyway. They don't need your help. So, yeah, I, I guess I just had to get that out there. We will look forward to seeing Kelnick when we see him in a few weeks. Someone did bring up on Twitter, we will see how committed the Mariners are to this wink and a nod that, no, this is not for service time reasons, and there's some other reason keep in mind the AAA baseball season this year is not starting early it is starting late so that means if they're going to keep him down for the traditional uh, service time manipulating amount of time he would be back up before the AAA season even starts so you can't say you're sending him down to get at bats if that's the case so if you're going to do that you're going to commit to the bit and if you start a bit you got to commit then they will have to keep him down for much longer than originally anticipated. And uh, I don't know. I think I'm leaning towards them not doing that. I think they are going to find a reason to bring him up or to tell you that they need to bring him up. Uh, Maybe someone gets dinged up or they decide something changes. Oh, we need him up here now. We'll get him at bats at the major league level. That's what I expect to happen. I guess we'll find out. I asked you all on Twitter to send me in predictions or or rather predictions that you want me to make for the upcoming season. Uh, I'm happy to do that for you. Hopefully on some of these I get somewhat close to uh, to sticking it. We'll find out. Uh, so let me pull these up. Let's do some predictions. All right, let's do this. We'll just hit these in order here. All right, first up, this is from at Damon to go on Twitter. He's asking at the trade deadline, will the M's be buyers? or sellers, or buying a middle reliever for a player to be named later. I 
definitely don't see the Mariners being outright buyers, uh, considering ownership basically tied uh, Jerry Depoto's hands behind his back this offseason and prevented him from spending any money to make this team even appear to be a contender. So I don't know. They would have to be pretty aggressively good for the team to buy it all at this deadline. I think I think they are clutching these prospects pretty tightly. But the last option is intriguing. I, I'm going to cop out here. I'm going to say... I do think they were they will sell some. I think there is a chance if things break right, uh, you could see a Hanniger trade. I think people aren't gonna like this, but you could flip James Paxton at the deadline, depending on how things are going. Uh, will they buy a middle reliever for a player to be named later? That I can definitely see happening. So I'm gonna say definitely not buyers. Yes, sellers. Yes, getting a middle reliever on the cheap. Next up, this one comes from TJ Barr at Bar TJ. Jared Kelnick, higher number of homers or steals at the MLB level this year. This is a good one. I like this question. I think, I think I'm gonna say steals will be higher. I'm gonna, I'll put a number on it. I'm gonna say 17 home runs at the major league level again because I don't know how long he's going to be up when he's going to come up and I'm going to be cautious about that I'm going to say 17 home runs and 20 steals all right the next one comes from your friend and mine the real Tesh how many Kyles will record appearances for the Mariners in 2021 at least two okay next one comes from Chris Brenton at CJ Brenton on Twitter how many bulks the M's will have as a pitching staff this year. There's a lot of lefties in the rotation. Lefties, this is tricky because lefties uh, generally can have a pretty smooth pickoff move, but at the same time, they can also get themselves in trouble with some of that. I'm going to say, all right, total balks the M's as a pitching staff this year, assuming 162 games are played. Let me punch this into the Trident Deck calculator here. I'm going to say... 12 balks. They're going to balk 12 times. All right, next up. This comes from friend of the blog, Nathan Bishop. Mitch Hanniger dongs versus James Paxton. Game started. Oh, man. Okay. This is, I mean, health is the overriding factor for both of these guys here. I'm going to say... I think I'm surprising even myself here, but I'm going to say James Paxton game started. I'm going to say 26 starts for James Paxton, and I'm going to say 22 home runs for Mitch Haniger. I'm kind of lowballing him a little bit as well, but uh, that's what I'm going with. 26 starts for James Paxton, 22 home runs for Mitch Haniger. All right, this is from at CCOOG8606. Wants to know, will James Paxton make his first Instagram post of the year before or after the All-Star break? All right, let's take a look at this real quick. Let's hop over to Instagram. Let's see how uh, frequent of a poster old James is. Austin Paxton, okay. So his last post, November 12th, 2020. Okay, so we've got a sizable gap here. It was an anniversary post. The one before that from September 13th, 2020. Okay, so that was a couple months. The one before that, July 30th, 2020. Okay, so he was running about a post every two months. 
and uh, he has slowed considerably over the winter. So based on trends here, he actually posts to Instagram more during the season than he does during the offseason, at least based off of this. I think I'm going to say James Paxton will indeed post to Instagram before the All-Star break. He will. He will do it. It might even be soon. Could be this week. Who knows? At Lotto. That's how I'm going to pronounce that. Lotto. I like Lotto better. Who will be this season's Wade LeBlanc? Can it be Wade LeBlanc? No, it can't. Well, shoot. There's a lot of ways to interpret this. Are we just talking about results on the field, style of pitcher, uh, overall vibe in the clubhouse? I got it. I figured it out. It's Tom Murphy. Next up, this one comes from Paul Baker at Papco33 on Twitter. Wants to know what Mike Mike Blower's prediction will be. Uh, So I need to predict what he will predict that will come true. Let me tap into my psychic trident deck powers here. Okay. Blowers is going to predict a two-home run day for Jared Kelnick sometime in July. I'm a little fuzzy on the exact date, but it's in July, three for four overall, and one of the home runs is a grand slam. I know we're not anywhere near the specificity of Matt Tuyasa Sopo territory, but uh, I feel pretty good about that one. All right, next up, Chris Blackstone wants to know who will have more hits, Kelnick or Evan White. Oh, boy. Let's take a look at good boy Evan White. His 2020 abbreviated rookie season over the course of 54 games. Our guy had 32 hits. Good enough for a 176 batting average. All right, let's not focus on that right now. Let's stay positive. We're factoring in when Kelnick gets called up here. I am going to say, though, Kelnick will finish the year with more hits. I could see I could see Kelnick hitting uh, somewhere in the 270-280 range, accumulating enough hits to surpass Evan White, who I think will hit much, much lower. All right, this next one is from Derek DeVries. I hope I'm saying that close to right. Uh, you can make fun of me on Twitter later if I'm not. Uh, wants to know the number of Mariner Moose clips that will go viral. Uh, hopefully zero. Viral mascot clips. No thanks. No thanks. All right. Our friend Cheesy Breezy would like to know how many times will we see the 1995 clip this season? Uh, the answer to that is whatever number of you're thinking of, it's not high enough. It's higher than that. Shane Lance, fellow Shane would like to know how many games until Ryan Divish gets mad online about extra innings. The answer to that is uh, the first one, the first extra innings game. So I'm going to say it's going to be game number four. We're going to extra innings in game number four. I like this one. At Avocado Roller would like to know, will Evan White have more hits or RBI? Had 10 hits in spring training and 16 RBI. For reference, again, we do not have a lot of data on Evan White yet. We have this spring training. We have uh, his shortened rookie season, uh, a shortened season for everyone, obviously. Uh, So last year, 32 hits, 26 RBI. I think it would be so awesome if he went through a full season, played 150-plus games, and had more RBI than hits. That would be incredible. I don't think he's going to pull it off. I think he's going to scrape out enough singles to avoid that fate, I'm going to say he will have more hits than RBI. 
let's see. I think we got a couple more here. Which prospect will have his name mispronounced more often, uh, Kelnick or Tramel? Well, every time I talk about Taylor Tramel, I have to greatly resist the urge to redneck his name up and call him Trammel. But Kelnick, I mean, it just looks as people want to put another syllable in there. I'm going to go with Tramel, though. I think that's going to be the harder one for people. All right, here's an incredibly specific one from at Tony Danza All-Star. Shout out to Derek Moore. Would like to know which Mariner will have the most RBI with runner on first and two outs in the bottom of the fourth for days where the high temperature is 71 or above. All right, let's break this down. Okay, most RBI with a runner on first. Now, he didn't specify whether there's any other runners on base, but I'm assuming he means there's only the runner on first. So we're going to need homers or doubles to the gap here realistically to get that runner home from first. So we definitely need definitely need some heavy hitters here. All right, two outs. Okay, so somebody who is not afraid to swing for power with two outs in the bottom of the fourth, so at a time when it's probably not super urgent, but maybe they're more relaxed, and uh, the high temperature is 71 or, or above. So the ball's going to be carrying pretty well. We know that. It's warm outside. I am going to say, I'll, of course, also we have to factor in uh, place in the lineup. I'm going to go with Kyle Lewis. Yeah, I know I'm kind of just going chalk there, but I think I'm going to go with Kyle Lewis. Folks, I have no idea how I'm going to track this. I'm going to have to somehow chart every uh, every plate appearance with a runner on first and two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning at least i can commit to just one inning and then uh, factor in the temperature of the day as well so that should be fun all right last one here will there be a, oh sorry this is from uh, jeremy crom at jcrom 34 on twitter will there be a new promotional food item introduced at t-mobile yeah i think that's for sure the follow-up question is, what specifically will it be, and who will it be for? It's going to be Mitch Haniger. Some kind of sandwich, whatever on it, doesn't matter. And they call it the Mitch Witch. Easy. Mitch Witch, done. All right, everybody. That is it for predictions. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to hit at least uh, 85% success rate on those. We will revisit those at the end of the year and see how we did. If you have any weird, dumb predictions please send them to me via Twitter or otherwise. I would love to see them. I would love to share them with other people. Let's see what kind of weird stuff can happen this year. All right. I think that's going to do it for me this time. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far again, looking forward to hanging out with you guys virtually this season and maybe just maybe in person sometime later this season. Again, thank you for your support here and on the site tridentdeck.com you can find me on twitter at tridentdeck and uh, this here podcast thanks for listening so quick note before i close it out one thing that i want to do with this podcast as some of you may recall last summer i posted an article on the site uh, where i essentially asked you to submit to me your own home run call and to and to be as creative as possible with that and i haven't really done anything with those yet. I've got a fair amount of those saved up. Just kind of been waiting to figure out what to do with them. So I figured it out. We're going to close out each episode of the podcast with one of your home run calls. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. I think it'll be fun to hear people's creativity. Uh, If you didn't send one to me last summer, 
please uh, DM me on Twitter or you know let me know if you have a, a home run call that you want to submit and get a hold of me on there and I'll save it. So uh, if you uh, if you just send me the text, if you don't want to record it yourself, either me or one of our lovely future guests will read that call for you and we will give it the passion and energy that it deserves. Or if you want to have some extra fun and you want to do it yourself and uh, record it yourself and send it to me, that would be awesome too. Give it your own flavor. So on that note, I bid farewell to you. Looking forward to Mariners baseball. And here is our first home run call from Noah DuPont on Twitter, at Noah's a dork. Enjoy. Here comes the 2-2 to Lewis. And he swings and sends a long fly to center field. Drops on his horse, racing back, and it's gone! A moonshot over the pen in center field from Kyle Lewis. His 10th home run of the year, and it makes the score 12-1 Angels with Seager coming up. 